morning, everyone. Very, very well. welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session for uh, Tuesday, the 10th of October. Um, I hope you're all keeping well. The whole idea of this particular session is for us to do our analysis. We look at market fundamentals, we look at risk sentiment, and then we look through these charts technically. And what we're looking for is some sort of coherent alignment wherever we can get it. Um, and then we'll position ourselves in these markets accordingly. Um, so that ability to plan and prepare is really quite an important feature of, um, well, it should be an important feature of every trader's uh, toolkit. So uh, good morning, everyone. Good to have you with us. So let's get straight into it then. We'll, of course, start with our risk warning currently up on screen. Just take a moment to familiarize yourself with, uh, with our risk warning. And as always, just as a quick introduction, you know, there's, there's facets of a trading strategy which you need to really pay attention to. And the first thing is, you know, which markets do you trade, trade selection. Um, then you're looking at the levels in terms of how do you get in and out of these trades? Um, how do you manage risk? Risk management is an important feature, um, especially when the markets go against you, like we saw on Friday. You know, Friday afternoon over the course of about five to six hours, there was a massive reversal across all these markets. And um, if you don't have stop losses in, you kind of expose yourself to very large losses. And, and that's something that you really shouldn't, shouldn't allow to, to, to happen. Um, trade management, of course, you know, looking to mitigate risk, booking profit, all those sorts of things. And then trading psychology, all very important features. There's a lot of education on each of these elements. Um, but just to let you know, we address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms and we're strong advocates of being consistent. Um, you know, sometimes you have market conditions, which is very easy to kind of change your, your approach. Um, it's important to remain true to the type of trader you are and the approach that you want to adopt because the market conditions ebb and flow, they change all the time. Um, so if you can provide a bit of solidity behind your approach, uh, you, you'll benefit from it in the long run. So being consistent, being accurate with the levels we use, every level, stop loss, take profit, um, uh, entry level, they all have, they're all quite accurate in nature, more often than not, um, and, uh, and that's important as well. So we have reasons for when we get in, when we get out, and, and how we manage these trades going forward. Discipline with our capital, of course, not being frivolous, we, we kind of, as a, a risk management approach you know if you trade one percent per trade that will give you a good foundation it'll give you a full sort of experience in these markets uh, and be patient as well so yesterday we had the interesting uh, situation of uh, a series of gaps across all the markets that we look at they all gapped and there was a bit of out of hours trading uh, over the weekend prior to sunday night's open and it meant prices gapped really quite significantly so we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about that, plus it was bank holiday in the US and Canada. And it was going to be very interesting for us just to see were we able to close this gap, this sort of technical phenomenon that we that we refer to as uh, price gaps. So let's get straight into it then. We'll start, of course, with a, a review of potential market moving news. So last week, as you know, was all about uh, US unemployment. Um, and this week now is all about uh, about inflation. So nothing of any major concern today. We've got a few central bankers that'll be talking. Um, we've got 
uh, yesterday as well, we heard from a few central bankers and there is this, let's say, softer tone coming from the FOMC. Um, not as harsh, it seems, on the surface as, you know, that, that hawkish narrative. Um, it's, it's a little bit more softer, a little bit more dovish in nature. So we'll have a look at that in just a second. We're going to be hearing from a few more central bankers today. And the markets are listening carefully because although we're getting a bit of an upside move, um, we do have some very important inflation numbers coming through and we're still seeing um, significant inflation in the US. PPI is producer price indexes. We're still seeing month on month growth in there, although it's, it's leveling out a little bit. And on the yearly cpi numbers uh it's still it's still pretty high it's way above the two percent target that the fed have in mind but we have made really strong gains um so 3.6 just represents kind of a sticky sticky inflation number so we'll see if it goes up or down on that that'll be quite interesting and we're going to get unemployment claims as well so and that's tomorrow of course so today nothing of any major concern. So really, I mean, I suppose what what is dominating certainly the, the news is this sort of war between Israel and, uh, and, and Gaza in that part of the world. And it's, um, let's just say there's a lot of sort of strong rhetoric um, There's really strong words and um, we'll see how this all plays out. Okay, so yesterday, if you remember, um, I don't really have my pen, bear with me. Let me get my pen up. So yesterday we, we spent a lot of time talking about price gaps and what that means for these markets. And um, this is the gap. So we rallied exponentially uh, on Friday from, from lows to highs. We had this massive rally across the board. And when we closed, we created these little gaps in these markets. And um, we, as a, um, when we see these sorts of gaps, we're, But we haven't closed the gap. Uh, in these markets just yet. So, so our bias is still to the downside. If we look at the overall picture, but what we're getting is sustained and consistent buying. Um, so in a situation like that, we were always concerned about filling this gap. So if we look at that, did we fill this gap with the S&P 500? Yes, we did. Did we fill this gap with the NASDAQ? Yes, we did. Did we fill this gap in the DAX? You can see just in the last, you know, overnight, did we fill that gap? Yes, we have. Um, not quite with the, with the oil markets there in a sort of a unique position and the same thing with uh, gold. Didn't quite make any progress. 
But elsewhere, if we look at the euro dollar, did we fill the gap? Yes, we did. Only just there a few hours ago. Um, same situation with with the pound filled the gap, and um, with the Aussie as well. We and we spent yesterday. We got very close to these levels, and we said that's really not quite enough to close the gap. But then, and the thing is, if you if you can allow this gap to to close, it does give you, um, I suppose, a better platform in which to start trading and and we're not sure yet whether this is to the upside or to the downside that's the thing but we wanted to just in terms of an experiment as far as what happens around price gaps um we wanted to stay out to see if we actually close that gap and although we made progress to the downside we then came back so we've made no significant gains um especially when our bias is still um Sorry, our bias is still very much uh, to the downside for all these markets. And we said, if these markets do rally to the upside and we close the gap and then we saw you know, another hour's worth of, of very significant rallying. Um, so with all of these markets, we actually have a downside bias and we've now closed the gap. So we can trade with a little bit more freedom um, oil, we've got a kind of a double top in here now and prices do look like, well, short term, they're, they're rolling over. So we're creating a bit of consolidation in there. And um, same situation really with, with gold. We're just sort of trading between the 1860 and the 1846. So we're in quite a tight range as far as that's concerned. So now, as a result of our analysis, we're actually looking for, for bearish trading opportunities, uh, even if prices continue to push higher. We're looking for that rollover eventually to the downside. So the question is, if we look at something like the S&P, uh, we look at this price action, See, yesterday we kind of broke out of this little range and we've kind of failed to make any progress, but we've got a bit of narrowing price action just in here up at these highs. So it's not a great place to, to look to, um, to get into a trade. You're looking for resistance as prices push higher. So this is a, actually a level of resistance. So we are at those resistance levels, which is uh, which is interesting. So you could this is a, a place where you, we could look for some selling. She's a lot of people talking about the the, the relief rally. And we just think do we have much much grounds is there much to support that relief rally at this point we're not so sure so these are levels of support and resistance where we can look to sell around these current prices and that's what we might be looking to do 
because we've had some Friday, we had some strong rallying in these markets. Um, right, so this is where trade selection comes in. We did roll over this high and, and we did make strong moves to the downside. But then this market is experienced this little bounce. We've actually technically closed the gap here as well. So it does look like we're going to get this short term bounce as well. If we do a bit of technical analysis on the DAX. It does look like we're potentially kind of breaking out of this little range in here. So I would suggest that our approach becomes a little bit more technical in nature. So there's the strong pullback. And we said many times that this is the flush trade to the downside. We'd be looking to sell any significant pullback. And this is what we're getting across these markets. Bitcoin is really a bit of a basket case at the minute. Um, US oil. So we, we've kind of got to navigate this little sideways pattern here in US oil. Um, it's, a, it's a tough one for a couple of reasons. Firstly, OPEC restricting supply, um, but also if you've got a weakening global economy, it reduces demand. Plus you've got this extra complexity with um, oil producing nations in, in the Middle East with um, Saudi Arabia, Iran, all getting involved in this, um, this Israeli conflict. And I don't think there's any major impact for markets just yet, but that could very quickly change, especially if you're listening to some of the wording from the Israeli uh, Prime Minister. Netanyahu, um, who's who said that the impact for the Palestinians is going to be felt for generations. So, I mean, that, those are strong words, um, cutting off power and water and, and all those things to, to that part of the world. There's 2 million people there as well. So there's a tragedy brewing, no doubt. Okay, so we have to ask ourselves, how, how good are these opportunities? And in what direction do we want to trade these markets? So let's have a look at gold as well. So in terms of trade selection, it's kind of worth working with levels that that kind of stack up and make a bit of sense. So we've got these support levels in here. So if we rally, that would be a good thing. If we start to see some some moves to the upside, that's the point at which we can look for that very decent sell. Oops. Um, the next sort of rally to the downside in terms of that sell trade. So some, some markets are, are sort of ready. Other markets need still some time to evolve. And perhaps the commodity markets need that little bit of extra time. Okay, so uh, moving on to the, some of the currencies. 
we do have difficult markets in the sense that there's there's a distinct kind of lack of quality setups or, or coherent market conditions. Just look at the euro dollar. You know this this price action since Friday has been really quite erratic. A couple of forced breakouts to the downside now. So um, if we zoom out on the euro dollar, you can see clearly we've been in this. sort of very pronounced sort of bear market. We you'd probably expect maybe a bit more upside before you get that little rollover to the downside. So the levels that we would look to sort of start selling would actually be at a slightly higher price to where we currently are. So maybe that move so we've got a few markets to be a little bit tentative with perhaps be a little bit more patient and there's a couple of markets which are primed to perhaps get into so we're trying so on daily time frame for the pound a couple of strong rejections to the downside now and um, today we're getting a bit of dollar selling but all in all it's very difficult for any technical trader to, to look at this price action and suggest you know, you want to be buying and selling inside this sort of quite tight range. We'd be looking for either a strong pullback or a flush trade to the downside below the monthly low. Um, everything else is just a little bit erratic right now, um, in our opinion, of course. Okay, dollar yen. We're continuing to rally. Um, again, two, four, five days, six days of quite volatile erratic price action just look at that little spike in here from uh, last tuesday i think it was yeah last tuesday see how that compares and contrasts to this one here with the with the euro yen strong rejection came back slammed shut the pound yen same situation rallied lower very aggressively and just reversed even more aggressively than that so just finishing off these uh, dollar pairs dollar weakness pretty much uh, across the board with the potential for some 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 dollar dollar strength uh, the aussie we've closed the gap we've rallied higher we've pulled back into support so if there's dollar strength then uh, sorry dollar weakness then that's that's not a viable that's not a bad option uh new zealand it's just a, a horrible market isn't it it's, just a sideways pattern. Um, it does look like we were interested in breaking out. That's not the trade we really want to get into. We're kind of looking for this um, dollar strength uh, equity weakness trade to continue. So let's wrap this up then. Um, in terms of our trend yesterday, or, or let's say our summary, we were still looking for these risk off market conditions due to higher than expected US job numbers and what that means for Fed higher rates for longer narrative, uh, meaning that it kind of feeds into it. Um, so also, the, the inflation numbers due out uh, tomorrow, PPI and CPI, are still showing you know, fairly sticky inflation, and that has the potential as well. Um, Um, 
so so we're still looking for this um still looking for risk off market conditions due to uh fed higher rates for longer narrative with, with inflation in focus inflation in focus okay so that's kind of our overall summary it's kind of difficult to get the grips with these markets at the minute guys so you must um i suppose uh, let's be a little bit more careful about being aggressive with these particular conditions so we're still looking for further us indice weakness we want that little rollover trade and further dollar strength it's a little bit broader in nature normally we can sort of break them down and say right we're going to trade this this and this these levels we're going to get in you know we'll discuss them in a bit more detail but now it's a little bit more broader we're going to refer to the trading session and and see how these prices unfold and see where the opportunities are around those support levels our resistance levels um right so we've resolved this price gap issue which we were talking about yesterday and it was our opinion that we would be closing those uh, gaps so looking for sell trades yesterday didn't really stack up today now we've closed the gap we've pushed higher and any kind of reversal around resistance would be worth looking at for us because we know what we're looking to trade we know the direction in which we're looking to trade it but we don't really have a good technical setup to trade them just yet but i'm sure that will change so that's our trade plan further us european indice weakness although we're on a little bit of a, a rally it's when that rally subsides is when we can pull the trigger and further dollar strength eventually as well at some point okay so um just to before we finish off we're still very much in this kind of hawkish fed narrative now we're currently going through a little bit of a softening a little bit of sort of dovish risk on angle to things but we think that could subside very very quickly especially with cpi and ppi numbers over the next couple of days so um we're, we're just sort of stalking the markets waiting to bide our time uh, before we get these risk off market conditions once more all right guys so on that note let me post that the trade plan into the chat box so you can take that away with you i'll post it here and we'll um we'll refer to our trade room for today and uh, hopefully we'll be able to iron out one or two opportunities okay great stuff so any questions feel free to post them just to let you know we do trade these markets live every day from 8 a.m and then we're back again for the european trading session and then we're back again at lunchtime for the us cash open as well um just for more information just go to the live trade room.com and uh feel free to connect with us through our website if you need great stuff guys on that note i've just posted today's trade plan into the chat box and we're going to switch rooms so we'll be live now in just about a minute's time speak to you soon thanks for joining us bye for now Thank <laughs> you.